Blog Talk Radio. Well, hi, everyone. I'm here with our fitness guru, Frank, and uh, we're chit-chatting away about um, him being able to, not him being able, him wanting to and and, uh, uh, working with clients and and fitness uh, people uh, all over the world in what he's planning on doing. And I think, Frank, I'm super excited because you're telling me about videos, pre-recorded videos that you can work with, uh, you know, live and uh, you know, in, in helping people get fit and firm and strong and helping them with everything. Are you excited about that? I'm excited. I was like, oh, my goodness, he's going to be amazing because so, you're a great trainer. You're one of the best, if not the best, I've ever seen or heard, worked with, and that kind of thing. So uh, what's your thoughts yeah, on that? Definitely Make exciting. Definitely exciting. Yeah, I, can, uh, I can't wait to try some new ventures and uh, help people out. So, you know, it'll be great to be able to – uh, experience that both uh, and be able to see the benefit it can also give others, you know, virtually in the sense that uh, that I haven't really, you know, gone that far out in that realm yet. So I'm looking forward to it. It'll be exciting. Yeah, I'm, I, I am too. So there's a lot more than just being a, the perfect size. It's also about the perfect health, right? So, um, you, you know, too as well. I uh, was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and she says, you know, I'm, I'm, she goes, I was at the doctor's, and she said uh, he wanted to make sure she got vertigo. And um, I don't, you know, she says he wanted to make sure he didn't have a stroke. And I go, how old are you? She goes, she's like 49. Is that typical stuff? Like you hear about people having strokes at 49, uh, you know, in vertigo at a young age like that? I don't know if that's young, but, you know, is that is that something that is a normal thing now, nowadays? Or is that something well, not? I mean, uh, stress, it also depends on if it's hereditary and her, you know, family history in a sense. If, uh, you know, she's dealing with the uh, precursors of a lot of things, whether she's, you know, a smoker or uh, extremely sedentary or just has a high-stress job or uh, high-stress life in a sense. So, you know, there's a lot of precursors that can add to that. But in general, you know, strokes, I think, are one of those odd ones that, you know, people have them when they're young and they have them when they're old. We just we're learning constantly more and more about that because there's people that have strokes and they just don't know. Like, I mean, they never go see a doctor like they didn't even realize they had one because there was nobody around present when they had it. And, you know, they they come back to uh, completely functional. But, you know, there's little things that they lost, you know, in a sense, but they, they don't even realize it. And because they, you know, either are single or so on and so forth, it's just not very uh, apparent in a sense. So there, there are people that have strokes that don't even know it, you know, which is kind wow. of uh, strange. That's amazing. Yeah, it could be scary. It could be scary. I mean, a stroke is one of those ones, like, it's not like a heart attack, like, because it's your brain. You really don't uh, know necessarily when it's going on. You know, other people see it when you might have a telltale sign, like, you know, your your face kind of drooping or um, your arm or you're walking funny or slurred speech or, you know, your eye looks like it's doing something strange. You know, little things like that are telltales for people that are, you know, outside watching. But the person having it, like, most of the time doesn't even realize they're actually having it. You know, and I, that's very true. Um, I have to say this too. I, I've, I've read and heard and heard stories. I, I have a friend of mine. He has a son who's in college, not college. He's 
21 years old, and he just put it, got a pacemaker put in his heart, running in the in the military. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, so is there? Let me ask you a question. Is there something that we can work do with our with our mind, body, spirit uh, meditation? I know you and I both agree on that. But he is 21 years old and had has had that happen. They, he got an honorable discharge uh, for sure. But uh, they thought he had a heart attack at 21. But um, it's not a heart attack. It's uh, so whatever that pacemaker is used for. So is there, as I, I just asked you, is there something that is a precursor to, to that? I mean, you know, I hear that at an older age, right? But uh, that's yeah. happened at 21. So what's your thoughts on that, Frank? And is it food that we eat? Is it, you know, because I know you and I live down here in South Florida, and people are very much more... Um, health conscious, I believe, down here than, let's say, Alabama. And I'm not putting Alabama down down because I'm from North Carolina. But what's your thoughts on that? Because that's scary. Yeah, no, I think uh, everything goes into it. You know, it's kind of similar to a stroke. It's just it's your heart. You know, you have to take everything into account. Like, you know, uh, the muscle of your heart, you know, if you're very sedentary and you don't do much, it gets weak like anything else, but it's your heart. So, you know, it's one of your, you know, organs that is vital to our survival. So if you're not taking care of it by, you know, just basic exercise, you know, going for walks or something or eating health-conscious food to to keep your heart strong um, and you're doing vice versa, if you're eating unhealthy food to weaken your immune system and your organs by high-fatty, high-cholesterol, high triglyceride foods that, uh, you know, clog up your bloodstream or, you know, create plaque and cells or smoking, alcohol, all these things have an effect on your organs. Some people are much more vulnerable than others when it comes to that. You know, it's like the, the person that gets alcohol poisoning having their first day or evening ever going out for drinks with their friends and they only had you know, four or five drinks, whereas, you know, for a lot of people, that's just enough to get tipsy or or drunk, but they don't get alcohol poisoning. And, you know, there's people that go out and they do uh, the, whatchamacallit, whatever that drug, ecstasy and stuff like that. And, you know, they they end up going into seizures and stuff like that. You know, and there's other people that can do a crap load of drugs and nothing ever, you know, affects them, you know, so it's, Everybody's different. There's not, you know, one specific formula, but it's like the old adage of the saying that, uh, you know, it only takes one, you know, so it only takes one time that uh, when you are sensitive and stuff like that to, to cause you over the edge and you might not know. So it can be really dangerous from that standpoint. So I, I can't really say that, um, you know, that that, that might have been something to a certain extent with uh, this young man that he didn't know that was to a quote-unquote certain extent destined to happen. Luckily, you know, he was in a situation where he was able to get it tested and get help and, uh, you know, get the pacemaker because, you know, God forbid, it, had he been, you know, let's say going for a run at home and nobody was around and, you know, and he, he did have a heart attack or something that he'd have been on the ground and nobody around and he could have died on the ground, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. one of those things where – you know, at least he, he was present and he found out in a safe way. But, um, you know, we have to take care of our bodies. You know, you got to take care of your mind. you got to take care of your your heart. You know, you got to take care of your, your gut. You know, you've heard of people saying that with their food. Like, 
you need good gut food with the bacteria. If you, otherwise, your digestive system's off, and you know you're dealing with all that types of all those types of issues. Um, so yeah, there, there's things precursors that we can do to help ourselves, and there's precursor things that we can do to hurt ourselves. So we have to be health conscious from that standpoint um, on a daily basis. You know, it, it all starts you know from the time we wake up to the time they go to bed. I mean, I remember reading this one uh, information that a, a doctor was sending around about how, you know, it's good to drink like six ounces of water roughly before you go to sleep for uh, people because it takes a lot of stress off the heart. Uh, so if you have a, a heart issue or, you know, if you're worried about your heart in any way, um, it's, you know, but it's good to drink water, period. I mean, we, we talk about that every episode we do the podcast, but, uh, you know, it, just for the heart standpoint, when you go to sleep, you know, you hear about people dying in their sleep from heart attacks, which seems right. odd because you're in a restful state. You would think that you wouldn't have a heart attack, but something causes it when you're asleep. Like, I don't know if it's a dream and, you know, you're having a, a adrenaline pumping dream or what it might be, but, you know, your, your sleep can be just as dangerous as when you're awake from that standpoint. So, we have to be extremely health conscious when it comes to that. And if you know you have a uh, hereditary condition in the sense that with your heart or your blood pressure and so on and so forth, then you have to be proactive. Like you can't wait till, you know, the doctor tells you like, you know, this is life or death. You need to do something about this. You need to be proactive and start doing something about it and take the initiative right away. I mean, I have clients that are type two diabetes, you know, adult diabetes. And it's like, well, why are you still eating that junk? You know, uh, you know, it's like stop, stop putting M&Ms in your body or something like that or whatever. Like you're, you're killing yourself, you know, and some people, they, you know, they, I feel like they do it for attention. Uh, some people do it because it's, it's like uh, an addiction that they just, right. they can't stop, you know, in a sense. And you, you have to be, you know, better than that. You have to do better than that if you really want to, uh, you know, get your, if you want to live a long life. I I appreciate that, and, and I agree with you 100%. I mean, I have another friend of mine. It's actually somebody I dated years ago, and he, are, he and I are still buddies. Uh, his brother, 19 years old, they found him dead in the bed. He had a heart problem. Nobody knew about it. And uh, dead in the bed, that was, that was not cool, 19 years old. But um, so these things are happening, and, and uh, they're, un they're undiagnosed, some of them, like this guy, kid, he's 21. He got, you know, in the military and in boot camp, and that's tough. And that's how we found out about it. But we hear all the time about young athletes dying. You know, not all the time, but we hear it. You know, that's, that's not something that never happens. So you can hear it, you know, now and again. Um, so my question to you, and I think you answered it already, is like, Sometimes these things like well, like running or, or jumping or partying too much or eating too much crap, some people can get by with it, some people can't, right? So you're either in the case of the caught or the uncaught kind of, right? Don't you think? Maybe? Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's it's one of those things where you just don't know. I mean, I knew people, uh, you know, older veterans in the military that, uh, you know, they ran three, four miles a day every day, but they they smoked like a chimney in the sense. Wow. And, uh, 
you know, but they, they ran three, four miles every day. They, they kept themselves balanced out, I guess, you know, and they were in their fifties and, uh, you know, you would never know that, and they were decent runners too. Like they weren't terrible runners, but they, and some of them cigars, some of them cigarettes, but they, it, it was just one of those odd things. Like they ran every day, like three miles. I was just part of their daily routine, just like smoking was part of their daily routine. And they probably will live a long life as long as they're able to keep doing that in that sense. So it's, you know, but then you have another person that, you know, like, again, they, they rarely smoke or they never smoke. And, you know, they, they're, I had a, a friend that got secondhand smoke and got cancer in the throat all over the place, you know, and uh, because they were around smokers. So, you know, and, and they passed away from it. So you, you just don't know. But you can do things to keep yourself healthier by, you know, trying to keep avoid certain situations, but more so just from eating standpoint. You know, eating is the number one thing when it comes to eating cancer-fighting foods, heart-healthy foods, foods that lower your blood pressure, foods that give you energy, foods that, you know, make you feel good and help your brain, you know, in a sense. So, you know, all these things are, are important. They help your gut, so on and so forth. So, you know, if you, I, I think I've said this before, but if you have a lot of energy, from the foods you eat and the, and the water and fluids that you drink, you're not going to want to sit down on the couch that much because you, you want to go do something. Like, you feel good. You want to go you know, talk to a friend and walk around or you want to go, uh, you know, goof around and, you know, wrestle around with somebody or whatever it might be, you know, whatever you enjoy. Go out dancing, um, which is great exercise, you know, or clean the house or or cook something, you know, whatever it is. But it makes you want to do something. Like sitting down and watching TV is the last thing you want to do when you have a lot of energy and you're feeling good. So it's one of those things where you 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 need to take care of yourself. I I, I agree with you on that too as well. So one of the things that I, I've done myself, and I, I got this from other people, is I've got an Apple Watch, right? So it says right now, and I worked out this morning, it says, Right now, I've done close to 6,000 steps. I try to get 8,000 in a day. And I've done uh, I've, I've done uh, three, almost little, no, I've done three miles of, uh, and this morning I did, you know, did some running. And, um, yeah, and it gives you the amount of calories that I've burned. It's like a little close to 300 calories that I've, I've burned. Um, and that's just me doing what I do, right? So, and it's still, I mean, I've got to walk my dogs, you know, and all the stuff that you were talking about doing and moving. Um, so I like that because it keeps, it holds me accountable. Um, I know some people use something different, but what do you feel about that? Like Apple Watches or do you think they're accurate? I think they are, but what do you think? Apple Watches or, you know, something like that to keep you accountable, especially if you have a family history of illness. That's funny. I probably have a different perspective than most because of uh, being a trainer. So it, it works great for some people, and then there's certain things it does to actually uh, make it more difficult for others that a lot of people don't realize. So, like, for example, the, the making it more difficult thing. Like, I could be training a client that has one, and they're like, oh, let me check my heart rate. You know, oh, let me, you know, check this. You know, oh, I got a text message coming in. So it distracts them, and it stops them. You know, because they, they're like, oh, you know, I want to see where I'm at, you know, calorie-wise, so on and so forth. Right, Instead of them right. just focusing on their their breathing and relaxing or the exercise or so on and so forth. So it, it harms some in some ways, but in other ways, like, there, you know, there's people that 
it's like, oh man, like all I've done is, you know, 500 steps today. I got to get, you know, to my target goal of 6,000. I need to go for a long walk before the, the day is over so I can meet my target goal. So it holds accountability to that standpoint or, you know, oh, I haven't, uh, you know, drank enough water today, you know, and it starts making you think about those type of uh, things in general. So it does help in some ways, um, but it does also hurt in some ways. So it just depends on the person, I think, and, and how you use it. Uh, if you're, you know, a beginner in a sense and it's kind of getting you moving and, you know, for like somebody like my wife, I think it would be great for her because, you know, when it does uh, kind of, like I said, hold you accountable to how many steps you've done in a day, uh, right. and you're looking at that, it, it makes you kind of feel guilty when you don't do uh, that much. You're, you're looking at it like, oh, wow, like I, I need to get up and get going. Like I need to move around. I can't believe that's all I've done uh, from that standpoint. So, yeah, it, it makes, uh, it does help some, but it does hurt others from the distraction standpoint. Okay, so for me, I don't. I'm like, okay, I'm dying. I don't really, I don't really pay attention to my heart rate. I mean, I should, but and I've got it here, but uh, I feel like if I'm, you know, if I'm my heart's beating fast, I don't pay attention to that. I just want to make sure that I get my miles in for the day, and I like it because it gives me, a, a, you know, I keep track of it, and at the end of the week, I can see what I've done, right? And I go, okay, you got to get off the up, off your fat butt and do more. <laughs> That's what I say to myself, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. And uh, so that's interesting, though. So and you're right. I've seen people do that, but um, when I'm like, yeah, I'm dying. My heart's beating, and uh, and I go, can I go a little bit more, right? You know what I mean. So that that's what I'm doing. My goal is to eventually get where I can run at uh, a mile at 11 or 12 on the um, on the treadmill, and also take it outside and run like uh, do a six minute mile. And I can do that, I believe, because I've done it before. But, you know, it's hard to do in the sun. And you and I were talking about the treadmill. It makes you feel like you're drunk sometimes or you're weaving back and forth. So, um, yeah. It's, yeah. That's interesting, though. So you've had people say, I, I don't pay attention to the text messages or anything because that is my time to work out, you know. And uh, you got to sculpt your time out, right? Don't you believe that? I mean, you know, I'm keeping an eye on, on it daily, you know, because when my fitness rings, he'll say, okay, you're done there, you're done there, or whatever. But um, I, I feel like that it holds people accountable. Do you believe that people need to be held accountable? Because most people are not going to do it on their own unless they have some sort of uh, something that they – a watch or, I don't know, whatever people use, computer. Um, what's your thoughts about that, Frank? Do you pe- think that yeah, people need to be – accountability is a huge part of most people. You know, it's, it's kind of uh, – best example I always kind of give is like a doctor's appointment, you know. Um, when you make a doctor's appointment, you typically, uh, you, you go, you know, you don't cancel or reschedule. Like you, you made an appointment for a reason. Um, you feel guilty when you don't go and you know, it's, it's important time for them. It's also, and you schedule it in your schedule and you, you tend to go, but if you didn't have a doctor's appointment and you had just kind of a, uh, you know, go when you want type thing or whatever, you typically don't go as much. Um, so it's one of those things where, you know, I, I can't use the example just out of a humorous standpoint of a dentist because nobody wants to go to a dentist. But, right. but in general, uh, you know, you, you kind of realize, like, you know, if you have an appointment, t- you tend to do it. You know, if you have somebody holding you accountable, you tend to do it. Um, you know, you still might 
not want to do it, but you tend to do it. And some people love to do it, so they go and do it from that standpoint. But, you know, you have to have some type of accountability usually, um, whether it's to yourself, whether it's to a device, whether it's to somebody else, uh, to see success because um, otherwise you, you tend to kind of just, eh, you know, I'll do it tomorrow or oh, I'll do it later. And next thing you know, it, it snowballs to, oh, I'll do it especially this day and age when there's so many distractions and things to be able to do to um, other than exercise or whatever it might be, like, you know, your favorite TV show, you know, you haven't seen it in a few days or, uh, you know, your, your friend you hadn't talked to in a while, you know, or uh, your parent or, you know, your child or whatever it might be. Like, you know, you, you can come up with a hundred different reasons why, you you can do something else other than the exercise but the question is are you making excuses to exercise so that's that's the difference that's where the mindset switch has to come are you making right. reasons why you need to go exercise or are you making reasons why you don't yeah you're right and and uh, my that is so true because I, I work out like when I'm when I'm at the gym and, or, you know, I do Orange Theory, I'm, I'm working out with some amazing people. And I remember, um, I mean, they're just amazing. And, uh, and, and, and I'm looking at them and I, I, and I'm not intimidated. I, I know a lot of women, especially not so much men, I say that, but you know, women, oh, I'm working out with these people and they look like they've been working out forever. And they have. But you know what I do know is like most of the time I never see anyone else except when I'm running because I like we're all running together. It's a great energy field. You know what I mean? Um, but, you know, I think I want to touch on this a little bit. You know, when we're working out, most people are not looking at you thinking, oh, that person's a, a big and fat or that person can't run fast or that person can't move fast or that person's a little clumsy. We are really all focused on ourselves, Right. And uh, like in your training, you, the person that you're working out, they're focused on them, right? And what you're saying and what you're doing, correct? Most of the time. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. You know, you have to have your focus. You have to have your accountability. I mean, the only way you're going to see success is if you're constantly uh, directing yourself in the right direction. You know, if you don't, you got distractions and you're veering off the path. Um, you tend to not make it there, you know, whether it's your goals, whether it's uh, your overall motivation, you know, and so on and so forth. Like uh, I, there's always, you know, there's, it's a very small percentage of people that are uh, extremely self-motivated when it comes to exercise and hold themselves accountable and so on and so forth. It's, it's a very small percentage, but there's a lot of people that you see that go to the gym or go wherever else that they're, they're intermittent. You know, you see them one week, you might not see them for a few more. Uh, you know, you see them for a few weeks and then, you know, they, they take a few weeks off. Uh, it, it's just one of those things where it, it's not human nature in the sense, unless you have accountability to, to see things through. You know, we, we look for a reason to, uh, you know, do nothing. Right. You're right about that. And um, I don't want to, I don't want to live like that. I really don't. I want to, I think that uh, we, to be the best I can be with my mind, my body and my spirit is huge. And uh, cause we've got to be the change we want to see or the example for our kids, for our neighbors, for our family. 
and people do what you do, about 50% of it. And uh, so if you're really friendly or you're making money, then, you know, and, and you're doing what you love and love what you do, um, then and you've got that passion, then you share it with your children or you share it with your family. And I will never forget this. Jim Rowan, he's a great spiritual leader, speaker. He died. I, and actually my company did some marketing and PR for him. But he said, remember that. Never forget it. People only do 50% of what you do. I was like, wow, so if I'm doing 50%, <laughs> they're not going to be doing nearly enough. <laughs> I was like, that really clicked with me. I'm like, okay, I'll do more. You know, so anyway. Um, and, and, and I have. And, you know, and just uh, um, what do you think about people trying to, to lose weight and get in shape? And this is something, because we've only got a few more minutes. Uh, do you feel when you see somebody extremely overweight, right, or they're unhealthy and they can't move fast, would you, you know, I, I think you're known by the, or the, about the people that you're around, right? You know, so if you've got three of your best friends and they're all uh, edgy and strong and working out and having fun and enjoying their life, right, those are people you want to connect with, right? And you're like, oh, I'm already doing that part because who you are is who you attract. And um, right. do you agree with me or, or don't? Or, you know, so um, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, your surroundings are everything from the the people to your environment even. You know, if you have a a group of people around you that bring you up, you know, energy-wise, psychologically, you know, make you feel good, um, all that type of stuff, you you tend to be more positive yourself and vice versa. They're around you because, you know, you bring them up, you know. So when you're that type of person that also – uh, self-reflects and you kind of realize, you know, am I helping others? Am I, you know, doing on to others as I want done to me, essentially? Like, am I, am I helping others become better, you know, being a good friend, being a good, uh, you know, daughter, son, you know, uh, mom, dad, so on and so forth, brother, sister? Like, are you being helpful where needed um, and going above and beyond, you know, you tend to attract the same thing back and you tend to surround yourself with the same thing back because that's, that's what you value. So, you know, if you want to have like certain things in your life like that, then you have to also, you know, be that and you have to search for that and put that around you. And when you do, you're happier because, you know, when you have like-minded people that bring you up and you're bringing them up, you know, you, you're much happier in life and so are they and you tend to support each other. And it makes a big difference. You know, if you have friends like that and you tell them, hey, you know, I really need help pushing through. I want to lose five to ten more pounds. I want you to try to hold me accountable, you know, and just check in on me and see how I'm doing um, with this and that, you know. And when you do that, they'll be like, they they will. I mean, they're your friend. So, you know, vice versa. You know, you you care about your friend. You're going to say, hey, you know, you wanted to lose five pounds, like maybe we shouldn't go, you know, here tonight to to go drinking or something like that or whatever. What if we just hang out and, uh, you know, whatever, do something else, you know, let's play some board games and stuff like that or whatever. So you, you start making different choices and better options and you start seeing better results. Um, but, you know, vice versa, you put yourself around with people that make bad choices and create negative atmospheres and, you tend to, to start doing the same thing because they're your friends and you're hanging around them, you know, and, um, you know, you start making the bad choices and you're also setting an example for them and it, it creates that circle 
going around and it's it's not helpful it create it brings you down it brings your friends down um and you go down a path that you know it's it's difficult it makes it more difficult in life it makes it more difficult overall on your stress levels um so yeah you have to surround yourself with what you want and also put out what you want to get back and i think you will see the things come back to you that you're looking for Great information on that one. Thank you for that because my daughter, she she just texted me. Thank you for saying that. I'm like, okay. So she, you know, she's um, she's she's struggling with that a little bit. You know, you know, my daughter, you you got two daughters yourself, and so if we teach them that at a young age, we teach ourselves that at whatever age we are, uh, that because be strong, you got to be the best. And and uh, find friends that are friends and partners, workout partners or whatever kind of partner to do that. That's a great. Thank you for saying that, Frank. I appreciate it. Um, and we're gonna. Yeah, and it's a mature decision because it's one of those like things in a sense that you, you you might like somebody, whether it's a friend or you know somebody that you're attracted to or so on so forth. But you know they're not a good person for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you have to sure. make a mature decision that, you know, I'm not going to hang out with this person or, or be with this person because they're not good for me. So you have to make those decisions in life that is a mature, disciplined decision because you want to have a good life. You want to have a better life. You want to do well for you. You want to set the example for others. You want to set the example for yourself. It's extremely beneficial. That is so true, and you are so right on about that. Thank you. We're going to run out of time, so why don't you close your show off, and uh, Frank is getting ready to make a big old uh, impact here with fitness online. So we'll we'll prepare you guys as we're getting closer to the date next month. Anyway, go ahead, Frank. Close us out. Thank you. All right, everybody. It was another great, great time talking to you. I'm really enjoying it. This is uh, a lot of fun and exciting. We're going to keep it going. Uh, we're going to keep building up so we can, you know, go further and further. Um, you know, any ideas or things that you want us to talk about, you know, feel free to shoot us a, a text or a message, and we will bring that into the show. Other than that, have a great day. I hope you have a great week and keep moving forward, positive light, and let's work towards each other. I'll see you later. Have a great day. <laughs>